The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Coming up on Life Today. I mean, I'm literally screaming on the inside. I'm like, okay, God, what are we going to do? What do I say? You know, he's going to and fro. He's telling me he hadn't taken his medicine. He's got a loaded gun. You know, terrified. Find out how Antoinette Tuff's incredible act of courage, grace, and faith helped save hundreds of elementary school children. it is. Thank all of you. We appreciate this opportunity to share it with you. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I welcome you to life today. We have seen too many times someone walk into one of our schools and just begin to shoot innocent children, faculty, staff, teachers, people trying to protect the children. I mean, it happened. It started in like almost a continual process uh, randomly after Columbine and then what happened in that elementary school at Sandy Hook when all those precious little children were killed. Now stop and think about this. Over 800 elementary school children, and in comes someone with an automatic weapon, walking right into the main entry area, shooting up everything, and begins to threaten, knowing that scores and scores, if not even hundreds, of precious little innocent elementary children could be slaughtered just like they were up in Connecticut but a miracle of God. And I mean, I'm talking about a miracle only God could, could perform. With a woman that you're going to meet in just a few minutes named Antoinette, last name Tough. And let me tell you something, Tough got redefined. And I mean, it got, it got redefined beyond what we call tough. It got supernatural enabling and Betty. None of us really know exactly what we might do if somebody comes in saying, we're basically we're going to it's going to be a slaughterhouse. And how you I want you to listen now before you meet this woman who was part of a miracle, undeniable miracle. I want you to listen to her voice on a 911 call. And then you're going to meet her and go through the story of the miracle. I'm talking about an indescribable, life-saving miracle of Almighty God. Listen to the call. Hey, Kay, are you supposed to address your emergency? Yes, ma'am. I'm on 2nd Avenue in the school, and the gentleman said, tell them to hold down. The police officer are coming, and he said he's going to start shooting, so tell them to back off. Okay, one moment. Do not let anybody in the building, including the police. Do not let anybody in the building, including the police. Stay on the line with me, ma'am. Where are you? I'm in the front office. Oh, he just went outside and started shooting. Would you welcome Antoinette Tuff to life today, please? Thank you. We're, we're going to hear some more of that extended conversation. And uh, I've just got to ask you now, just kind of take us play by play. In the first place, according to what you tell in this incredible story, that will inspire everybody. You weren't even supposed to be at the exact spot you were. You weren't supposed to be sitting where you were. You were supposed to be somewhere else, right? Yes, I'm the bookkeeper, and my office is actually down the hall around the corner. 
the principal came in and asked me if I can actually go and relieve the secretary that morning for lunch. And so as I am now sitting at my desk, I'm now getting ready to go up to the front and get a devastating phone call. The phone call tells me that I have seven days to come up with $14,000 unless they were going to repossess my car. But unfortunately, my husband had just left me months before that, a marriage that I had been in for 33 years, the man I had been with since I was 13 years old. So I am now sitting at my desk, overwhelmed, crying with emotions of what do I do now, God? And so now I get another phone call. And now it's the secretary asking me, where am I? Because I am now late for her to go to lunch. I have should have been back at my desk by the time I got there. But, but God, he delayed the moment because he knew that if I had gotten up there the time that I was supposed to be, I would have been back at my desk and the gunman would have came in on her and not me. All right, here he comes in on you. You've already had just a remarkably pleasant day, right? Everything is just terrible. No regular routine. <laughs> no, nothing's right, but here you sit and in comes this gunman with an automatic rifle. All right, what happens? So I'm sitting there helping the teacher because she asked me if I can help her with her paperwork. So I'm sitting there and I look up and here's the gunman. So at first I'm like, okay, God, this got to be a joke. I just got a <laughs> devastating phone call. This can't be so, okay, what are you trying to do? <laughs> And so I'm now sitting there having so a conversation. you're actually having a conversation with God. <laughs> Just like I'm sitting there having and one with you. And is he, like, listening? I'm hoping he is, because the man <laughs> is standing there with the AK-47 going to and fro, allowing me to know that we all going to die today. So if you never had a conversation with God before, this is now one time that you are now hoping that you got a line on one and nobody's going to interrupt the phone call. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you're, you're dead serious. Oh, I'm serious. But are you scared? Oh, terrified. I mean, I'm literally screaming on the inside. I'm like, okay, God, what are we going to do? What do I say? You know, he's going to and fro. He's telling me he hadn't taken his medicine. He's got a loaded gun. You know, terrified. All right. Tell me what happened. So then now I'm sitting there and you, he now... When did you call 911, by the way? Well, he actually tells the teacher to go out and let everybody know he's in the building. And now he's giving me demands of what to do. So he now tells me to call 911 and to call the um, news station for the helicopters to come. And I know it's plenty of news that I couldn't even think of one to call. I couldn't think of nobody. And so he's like, call them and let them know what's going on. So I'm calling them, and now I'm trying to get everything, his demands and everything that he wants to have done. Then in comes the cafeteria manager. He comes in, bebobbing around the corner, <laughs> moving slowly. Now the gunman gets agitated. So he fires his first shot in the room where I am, literally feet away from me. The bullet now ricochets all over the office. But God doesn't allow the bullet to hit any of us. Mm. He now tells the cafeteria manager to go in and let them, everybody else, know that he's gone. So I'm trying to sit there and figure out, okay, why he ain't called my name? I want to go too. <laughs> but for some reason, he decides that he still wants me to stay there with him. So I'm sitting there, and he's now going to and fro everywhere, saying that he's going to kill us. He's now gone outside, shooting at the police. He empties his magazines. He now comes back in the, in the building where I'm at, in the front office, gets his book bag. I seen the book bag, but I didn't know what was in the book bag. He had so many bullets in there and magazines. He now sits in front of me in the chair and loads up the gun and all of the magazines, 
put all the magazines in his pockets, along with extra bullets, reloads the gun, and now goes for now World War II. Right, right there where I'm at. All right, now, is 911 still open? No, he tells me to hang up the phone. So what I did is I put the phone down, so he thinking that I hung up. But in all reality, the operators hearing everything we're saying. Okay, so what what did you start saying? Because we're going to hear some of it again in a minute. But what did you start doing? I just started telling the the nine one one operator whatever he said to me. I start repeating it so that she could actually have eyes on the inside, mm -hmm. because I know that my words right now was going to be life and death for all of us. So for me, it was important that I actually told her everything that he was doing, what he was saying, what demands that he was saying. So he's telling me to hang up, thinking I'm not talking to anyone. But in all reality, the 911 op operator was hearing everything I was saying. All right, when did God start telling you what to say to him? From the moment he walked in the door. But when did you start getting real specific and, and basically letting him know somehow there was some love flowing his way that was nothing but a miracle? When did all that start? From the moment he walked in the door, because I was terrified, and I knew that I had to show him compassion and love. He was already unstable in all his ways. I knew his pain because I had already felt the pain myself. I had tried to commit suicide myself months earlier, so I knew where he was coming from. So I identified with his pain to allow him to know that I've been there and done that and actually got an outfit for it. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted him to know that I understood the pain. So you're actually telling him that. Oh, yes. Now, we're going to hear some of, some of the exchange. Are we, can we hear some of that? Or li listen to it. I want you to listen to some of this. Then we're going to come back and pick this up. I mean, this is totally... This, this little pleasant look you, you hear, that wasn't what was there. But there's a, there's a holy grin and a holy smile all through Antoinette's life right now because she was part of something only God could do. There's no way somebody does what she did in the circumstances. And the miracle saved no telling how many lives. Listen to the exchange. He said he should have just went to the mental hospital instead of doing this because he's not on his medication. Okay. Well, do you, you want me to try? I can help you. You want me to try? You want me to, you want to talk to them? Want me to talk to them and try to? Okay, well, let me talk to them and let, let's see if we can work it out so that you don't have to go away with them for a long time. No, it does matter. I can let them know that you have not tried to harm me or do anything with me or anything if you want to. But that doesn't make any difference. You didn't hit anybody. So, okay, let me ask you this, ma'am. He didn't hit anybody. He just shot outside the door. If I walk out there with him, if I walk out there with him they, so they won't shoot him or anything like that, he wants to give himself up. Is that okay? And they won't shoot him? Yes, ma'am. And he said he just want to go to the hospital? Okay. She said, said hold on one moment. Okay. okay, she said, hold on, and we gonna, she's going to talk to the police officer, and I go out there with you. Well, don't feel bad, baby. My husband just left me after 33 years. But, yes, you do. I mean, I'm sitting here with you and talking to, talking to you about it. I got a son that's multiple disabled. He, she said he don't have no more weapons. Okay. Okay. So you going Okay, he on the ground now with his hands behind the back. Tell the officers don't come in with any gun, no come in shooting or anything, so they can come on in and I'll buzz them in. Okay. So hold on, just sit right there and I'm gonna buzz them in, okay? So you'll know when they're coming, okay? Okay. 
So just stay there calm. Don't worry about it. I'm going to sit right here so they'll see that you try not to harm me, okay? Okay. Okay. It's going to be all right, sweet. I just want you to know that I love you, though, okay? And I'm proud of you. That's a good thing that you've just given up, and don't worry about it. We all go through something in life. No, you don't want that. You're going to be okay. I thought the same thing. You know, I tried to commit suicide last year after my husband left me. But look at me now. I'm still working and everything is okay. Thank you, God. Don't you say thank God. <laughs> he laid down there on the floor and you sat there by him telling him it's going to be all right. And I didn't, I didn't hear any put on there. I honestly thought you were telling him he was loved. Am I right about that? Oh, yeah. I love him even today because he changed my life. I mean, I had nothing at that moment to live for. And I know God allowed me to go through everything that I went through with my ex-husband leaving me, even with me having a child that is multiple disabled, even with my dad and abandonment issues and everything that I've gone through in my life. I know God prepared me for that moment to save those lives, including his. Isn't that just like God? Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is there yes. with us. If we'll recognize that and just do as he tells us to do. Yes. And see, he gave up his life. He laid there prostrate before the Lord with his hands behind his back. He put all his weapons, bullets, and everything that he came in, even his bottle of water on the counter beside me and laid there while I talked him into allowing them to come in and get him. Thank you, God. Do you realize... The gratitude, you may say, I want for Antoinette, but really the gratitude goes to God. Because oh, yes. it was so much bigger than her. And that's what her story is about. She's been through so much pain, but because she held on to God and God held on to her, the impossible happened. The God of the impossible showed up in an impossible situation. Antoinette wants to go and share her testimony and really, it's the testimony of God's grace she wants to share. If, if someone wanted to communicate with you and say, would you come to our church or our area? And by the way, if she comes, take good care of her. Bless her, please. Don't wait for somebody else to take care of her. If she comes and pours out the love of God in your area, you take care of her. You bless her on her journey. How would they get a hold of you? They can go to my website, which is www.antoinettetuff.com. All right, and that's, you see how it's spelled? You see how tough <laughs> it's spelled? T-U-F-F. Not T-O-U-G-H. Real tough. I, I hope you'll look at the website. And, and Antoinette, I'm praying that God will open doors for you where you can just point people to the grace that really, it's so amazing. It's really amazing, Grace. Uh, it's astonishing grace. It's overwhelming grace. It's uplifting grace. It's sufficient grace. It's ever available grace. And, and here is just a miracle. I mean, think about this. She could have been full of bitterness and hate and hurt, but you let the grace of God fill you to overflowing and you love somebody that came in there to do everybody great harm 
and you see the supernatural aspect of God putting you where you were and the things you went through where you could let him teach you and now you want to go as you're doing in the book, you want to go share that love with others. Yes. I want to be able to travel all the way all around the world and be able to save some lives and save some souls. Well, you're trying to do something that we do here with your outreach and that's to help underprivileged children. You're, you're actually too trying to help them learn how to do something with their life. I mean, like skills. Is that not right? Yes, we um, actually through this, we actually started a nonprofit, which is Kids on the Move for Success. And so what we do is we give students uh, educational opportunities that otherwise don't have one. We just gave away our um, scholarship at the Trumpet Awards for a student to be able to go to college. We just helped a single mom to be able to send her child overseas and to be able to travel around the world to be able to get educational opportunities. So for me, if I can stop one from thinking that they, can, they have to be another Michael Hill, it's all worth it for me to be able to know that at the end of the day, God loves them and so do I. Well, you know, that if they go to your website, are you telling about all of this, like the foundation to help children too? Is that all there where they can, can see that? Yes, my um, nonprofit organization website is, is actually getting up now, and it's actually kidsonthemoveforsuccess.org. All right, and we've got that on the screen, but on lifetoday.org, we, and also in the phone center when you call, we try to have all the information in case you didn't get it down. But I'm telling you, this is the kind of miracle we need. We need a lot of miracles like this in our nation. There's so many tragic things that happen, and there's so much evil that puts pressure on people. But here's an example of love being received by someone who was filled with murderous thoughts. I believe if we will live full of that love of God, and if we will let that river of life and love flow freely just like she did, I believe we're going to see miracles everywhere. Would you join Betty and me saying thanks to this incredibly <laughs> blessed woman? What a joy. The glory of God is on her countenance. The book is in the bookstores. What a story. Antoinette, I'm going to let you look in with us on a beautiful, gifted singer, musician, wonderful Christian missionary worker with us who lost her husband, who was basically like a professional swimmer, and he drowned. But oh, the glory of God that's on this incredible girl. Listen to God through her on the mission fields with our team. Here's Tammy. When we walk into these villages, they basically are just looking at us asking, can you help? Can you do something? We need help. She's saying like, when we don't have another one, what to do, we need to use this one. For children of poverty, gathering in a pond or stream to have fun is not the reason they are there. It's for the purpose of survival. Without water, these children and their families would not live more than a week. And when they have no other choice but to drink contaminated water, illness and all too often death become the bitter consequence of that inescapable choice. Not one child has ever said, the water is perfect, the water is great, I'm feeling fine. Child after child, same story. They're struggling. Our mission teams have spoken with heartbroken families from Cambodia in the heart of Asia 
to Madagascar on the east coast of Africa, in rural villages of Central America and India, whose children's waterborne illnesses were so severe they died before anything could be done to save them. So massive is the problem of contaminated water that every 20 seconds a child dies from a waterborne illness. Time is of essence. There's hundreds of thousands of children dying every year because of contaminated water. Let's change that for them. Let's be the change. Let's do something now. Let's not wait till it's too late, till we lose another child who can't do anything about it, till we lose another family. We can do something now. We have an opportunity to be life to so many people who need it so desperately through fresh, clean water. I know that we cannot meet every need. We can't heal every pain. We can't even touch all who are in pain. But we can help some. And, and we've been able to join with you, viewers of life today and friends of life all over the world, who have literally said, we're going to reach out with the hands of Jesus and touch those people. We're going to show them love. We're not just going to tell them about it or proclaim it or even preach it. We'll do that. But we're going to give them a demonstration of love. So here's, here's what we've been doing now, Betty, for years. And you and I have had such a joy from the beginning, not only of going and finding the need, but also of giving to meet the need. When we first started drilling wells, they were $3,600 for a well. Costs have gone up. They're $4,800. That's still incredibly reasonable. It's almost miraculous. That's the average cost. But we asked God to let us give a well, and we've been able to do it. And sometimes, to be honest with you, we've, we've given several in a year because we said God enable us to be able to do that. We made, it, we made it a prayer goal. But it always starts with, with just a little. You can't believe how many people started giving $48. And then after several years, they were able to give $1,200. And they prayed, let three join us. We've had incredible stories. Children who said, we, we want to help. And they go to raise money for a well, little kids, little Bible study groups. But what normally happens, couples individuals will say, I'm going to do my part expressing the love and the heart of God. And Tammy showed us all those children all around the world. We're going to join and we're going to help drill a well. This year, we're drilling 500 and we've got a hard hit areas right now that's really serious where there are droughts and terrible conditions and even the meager water sources they had are depleted and gone. So I'm asking you, if you would, help us drill a well. If you can drill a well, $4,800, write a check, use your bank card, call the number and say, I'm giving a well, or I'm giving part of a well, $1,200 or $2,400, please. Or you can go to lifetoday.org and make the gift. But most of our friends, Betty, most of the money comes from people who give $48 that gives 10 people water, or 144 as an example, gives 30 people water. That's where most of the support comes. So if you think because I can't give a well or, you know, a fourth of a well, whatever you can do, think about it. For 10 people, it's a miracle for the children of, of parents that you saw who had lost their children. We saw a couple sitting there by little mounds of dirt 
where family members were buried, children. Would you dial the number or go online right now, please? Father, I pray every person who can help will do it and do it gladly in Jesus' name. Thank you for making that call. We have some beautiful gifts to send you and to be a blessing in your home. Thank you for giving life-giving water, giving even more than a cup of water in Jesus' name. Thank you for doing it. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice, drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the brand new Free To Be Me 40-Day Devotional where Betty shares the challenges, victories, and insights God gave her while struggling through fear and insecurity. You'll also receive Betty's book, Free To Be Me. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request Life's Inspirational Coffee Mug Set, featuring encouraging quotes and scripture to brighten your mornings for years to come. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request this beautifully framed canvas print of the Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, we've got the beautiful gifts he mentioned, but if you'd like to have Antoinette's incredible story and the pictures, the... Uh, Anderson Cooper program where on CNN where she talked about it, what a place to go and be a witness for Christ. They did a really good job sharing it. And just to see the whole story of the miracle of all the hundreds of lives that were likely saved because the grace of God came on someone who had been through a lot of pain. So if you'd like to have the book and you help us, you just help us give a cup of water, give a well, give a part of it and give some water in Jesus' name. You want the book, we'll gladly send it to you. Join Betty and me again telling Antoinette how much we thank God. And thank you, Antoinette, you're beautiful. Thank Jesus you. looks good in you. Thank you. And you thank look good dressed up in Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Thank all of you so much for watching. Encourage others to watch Life Today. Let people know about it, would you? Thank you, thank all of you.
Next week, get ready to laugh and cry as best-selling female comedian of all time, Shonda Pierce, shares about the loss of her husband, David. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.